0: Hi, and welcome to Mind the Millennial Gap. My name is Chris, and I'm an elder millennial.
1: And my name is Jillian, and I'm a younger millennial.
0: And together, we discuss topics from our viewpoints across the different ends of millennialism.
1: And we are so happy to have you here with us.
0: Hey there, Jeej.
1: Hey, Chris.
0: How are you doing?
1: Doing great. How are you?
0: I am doing fabulous. Mm -hmm. Thank you for asking.
1: We love to hear it.
0: Are you excited?
1: Uh, for about everything, yeah. For about
0: for, everything? So, <laughs> so let, me, let me take that open-ended question. What are you excited about, so generally? So much. So much. What's exciting you?
1: Um. So this week, the week of our Lord and Savior, Taylor Swift, November something Um. I did get Taylor Swift tickets, and I'm very excited. That's that's my main source of excitement. I'm very excited for a week. Um, well, I guess four days off three days of work four days of partying um with you guys in Colorado next week that'll be great we're doing some fun things that we've been wanting to do for a while there so I'm stoked on that um Christmas is coming our tree is up I'm very excited about that so yeah kind of rounds out big excitement how about you
0: I was just saying, it's the holidays, <laughs> <laughs> and that we uh, have some time off next week. Yeah. I'm excited about that. That'll
1: be great. It'll be awesome.
0: Wonderful. So, to start us off yes. today, what is the most millennial thing that happened to you this week?
1: Okay, so this one has a little bit of a story. So... um I think Chris and I have talked about this before in the podcast, but we don't have gender roles, but we have things that we're better at in our relationship. So yeah. I um, fold laundry, which is great. I don't mind folding laundry one single bit. Um, but usually I watch a show while I'm folding laundry. And I knew season two of my laundry folding show, which is my unorthodox life, um, was coming out soon. So I went on to Netflix to check it. It's not quite out yet, but do you know what is on Netflix now?
0: I do because you told me, but tell everyone else.
1: Laguna Beach, seasons one and two. (laughs) And for those
0: few people that maybe missed years of MTV advertising and shoving it down your face... (laughs) What is Laguna Beach? Oh
1: my gosh, Laguna Beach came out, I was probably in middle school, um, and it was one of the early kind of reality shows that I remember Laguna Beach, or not, MTV having that wasn't like kind of gamified, it wasn't like Next, it wasn't MTV Cribs, it wasn't anything like that. It was like a reality show watching these yep. teenagers. I go
0: back, I was uh, Road Rules, and then Road Rules Challenge, <laughs> yeah, exactly, that was, that was more programming of my time.
1: Yeah, great show. You watch the now we know scripted lives of teenagers living in Laguna Beach. Um, I was Team LC for a very long time. Um, however, in the hills, I am avidly Team Spencer. Avidly, um, yeah. So that was, and Chris was kind enough to say, "Hey, you know, you know what? You've never done with Laguna Beach, drank wine and watched Laguna Beach." So here I am, wine, Laguna Beach,
0: shark glass,
1: shark glass. <laughs> That was the most millennial thing I've done this week: is reliving my teenage years. Just saying, Steven, my car is Denzo.
0: <laughs> I don't know like quoted lines or anything, <laughs> but I do remember Laguna Beach. It's a great show. Uh, hitting a different time in my life, but yes, do remember Laguna Beach.
1: <laughs> what was the most millennial thing that? you did this week
0: okay so speaking of millennial things speaking of having a little uh wine with your laguna beach experience yes instagram has been feeding me enormous amounts of like paid advertising and it's finally learned me oh and it's not that it has learned me it learned that I like to buy for a certain person in the house. <laughs> and so it's consistently been feeding me like great gift ideas for Jillian for like so funny. T- at least two weeks now. <laughs> and so I have just this now granted, The things that are on Instagram on paid advertising are so aggressively expensive, even on sale. And so the the cheapness that is your partner over here on the other side of the couch has a hard time clicking the buttons. But I'm getting fed a christmas list (laughs) smorgasbord of uh, Jillian-adjacent consumables.
1: That's so funny. The algorithm, man. It knows. It's smart.
0: It picked me up. It knows. (laughs) It's, it's it's not just cute. like fishing and good feeling news anymore.
1: <laughs> A little bit more variety in there.
0: Oh, it's like onesies <laughs> and, you know, anything space and all sorts of other things that are getting thrown in there. Love it. So yeah. Live, laugh, love it. I, I feel like the world and I have finally like found each other on, on our social media. <laughs> and that direct marketing is happening to me specifically. That is so funny. I just never feed it. Like it doesn't know what to yeah. do to me. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the most millennial thing that happened to me. Love it. Okay. Uh, First things first, before we jump into the content, uh, we are not a very big podcast, but we have a loyal following. Of a handful of friends and community members that maybe we don't know personally, but we uh, definitely see those people uh, coming back and being part of our community, enjoying. And while we're not setting any records, we did pass a thousand downloads uh, this last week when we released our last episode. So, big, big thank you to everyone. That's awesome. And everyone that listens. This is. Like I don't even know what to like think about it. I don't know what to say. When we sat down and started talking, what yeah. a handful of months ago. Yeah,
1: it's been awesome. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for those of you who are sharing it, telling your friends. Thanks so much for the interaction that so many of you have given us. We absolutely love it. Love talking to you. Love learning more about your stories and your opinions and everything. And um, would love to keep it up. So please continue to reach out. We are so grateful for you every episode.
0: Um, yeah. Woohoo. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I would have never, ever thought that uh, us having just probably what is somewhat normal conversation. Granted, we do a little bit of research more than we did in our normal conversations, but us just talking back and forth into a mic yeah. uh, that uh, a small audience keeps coming back. So yeah, thank you, every cool. single person who listens to uh, the podcast there.
1: Definitely. Thank you.
0: All right. Moving on. We are very close to the Thanksgiving holiday. Yes. And I said I couldn't pass up this week without talking about Thanksgiving. Uh, definitely has been one of my favorite holidays. Uh, definitely enjoy the food staples. But don't, kind of always am taken aback of like, why does it have to be one day a year that we eat this good food why can't we have some of this spread out at other occasions (laughs) of how we eat uh, during the year right so I think I like uh, me growing up I've definitely enjoyed Thanksgiving uh, a little less and less as I like get into uh, deeper into my adult years how about yourself Cheech
1: I really liked the food. Um, My mom always did a really good job growing up about making Thanksgiving, like, beautiful and special, and it was, um, it seemed like every other year kind of a time when my family would go and, like, travel, and my dad was usually busy during the summer, so he wouldn't always travel with us places, so it was, like, kind of a set week where, like, my whole family would go somewhere. Um, So I have a lot of good memories about it. The the meaning behind Thanksgiving a little bit, like, I think we've talked about this. I think uh, the history of it we need to address a little bit differently and kind of have uh, some some reckoning there on the history that's told and, and maybe uh, be a little bit more honest about it. And um, gratitude is probably after Just having gratitude being something that you talk about almost weekly growing up. It's a little bit of a hard emotion for me to identify, um, but I definitely feel it with you. And so the food, excellent. The vibes, immaculate. (laughs) The holiday. mm!
0: Yeah. Yeah. I... I think I missed the mark. I'd kind of just sit there and be like, oh, what's interesting to me? And i go down a <laughs> rabbit hole when I think about topics. And I realize a lot of people don't want to think like me. So um, I don't
1: know. You've got some pretty cool thoughts there.
0: But yeah, if I can invite everyone just to take a look at maybe more of what the uh, truth and uh, real history of Thanksgiving is and ensure that we don't lose sight of... Uh, the native peoples of uh, North America and all things uh, that mm-hmm. happened during colonization of, of this country. Um, definitely not. We got a very abridged positive version growing up. Mm-hmm. And so I just invite people to look at what the, the truth is there. Yeah, absolutely. Right? But when it comes to our generation, which I, uh, the millennial generation, which I saw this week is now the most uh populous generation in America. Really? So, mhm. I, I saw the uh headline this week that we have officially now surpassed uh baby boomers as far as generational like population.
1: Interesting. And that's living population. I guess like you can't grow.
0: You, you yeah. tell me, Jillian, I am not the public health expert.
1: That math, that math did not line up as soon as it left my mouth. I was like, nope, mistake.
0: <laughs> In front of everyone. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, biggest generation, right? And I think when it comes to American holidays, when it comes to uh, American culture, As I sit there and look at it, uh, we pass down a lot of traditions, for lack of a better term. We pass down a lot of uh, little R rituals and things like that. But as the generations go on, I think it sticks less and less. And Thanksgiving isn't immune to some of this like celebrating traditional ritual pass-downs. Uh, that happen, and especially where um, America's is a mixed, you know, just a mixed community of so many different like cultures and societies. And so we have to definitely be aware and very accepting that uh, while Thanksgiving is a holiday that is recognized here, it might not be a holiday that everyone celebrates based off of how they want to participate and potentially right. what their like cultural origin is and what they feel you know very comfortable doing. Again, Jillian and I speak from our lived experience but don't want to close out anything else that's real uh, to anyone else out there. Um, I've had uh, a handful of Asian friends where their parents were... Um, the first generation immigrants and their second generation Asian American and they found it a little bit difficult straddling like the American things but maybe the things that their culture was with their parents and didn't fully like envelop into all things that were the traditional American holidays there so funny stories shout out to to my old buddy Dave I haven't talked to in a very long time All right, here we go So, I have a handful of bullet point topics as it is concerned for Thanksgiving and our millennial experience. Are you ready, G? -G?
1: I am so stoked.
0: Okay. When it comes to uh, Thanksgiving, what is is the textbook tradition?
1: Okay. So, it's like a long table. You've got a family. You've got the mom serving a turkey. There's some mashed potatoes. There's some green beans. There's always a racist uncle. There's people lining lining the thing everyone goes to sleep after eating too much turkey that's i feel like that's like a norman rockwell painting of thanksgiving
0: yeah and if uh the nfl was as popular as it was as it is now back then norman rockwell would have painted like A TV with football on it, right? That's probably the other big staple of like Thanksgiving weekend in America. That's
1: so funny. I grew up in a not football family, right? So I never considered that in like.
0: It's pretty commonplace in a lot of homes, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah, I think everyone has a different experience there. Okay. So uh, as Jillian explained, big family gathering. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sorry, a a family gathering of some measure, um, potentially folks that are relatively close to the home that's hosting or potentially far away. Uh, Thanksgiving pre-COVID was known as one of the most traveled uh, weeks of the year yeah. uh, in America. Uh, COVID obviously changed a lot of things where it talks about strangers getting together in a public place. Not, not good prior to vaccines, still figuring all of that stuff out, mm-hmm. obviously. And so when it came to... Uh, Boomers, Millennials, and Gen Zers. I read an article that talked about how um, all three of those generations, if presented the circumstance and had no consequence, they would prefer to excuse one or more family members from the holiday tradition and being present as an audience at Thanksgiving dinner.
1: So it's just gen x that is like hanging in for all of us in there being like the glue being like no everyone can come it's fine
0: oh i'm sorry gen z not gen x i i really don't think gen x exists in on the internet no one paid them any attention no one evaluated them
1: sweet babies you still matter to us
0: absolutely right but uh when it came to uh wanting to excuse a person yeah from the holiday dinner, the holiday family gathering, um, I think oftentimes uh, families can find themselves like somewhat agreeable, but maybe there's some uh, personalities that uh, married into families and things like mm-hmm. that. and Potentially in-laws um, maybe complicate relationships yeah. or just the general environment dichotomy of what the family was prior to them existing. Mm-hmm. But believe it or not in-laws were not the target of those who wanted to be excused
1: that's still you mentioned this back to me this morning when we were at the gym and that still blew my mind like i would have thought for sure that that was kind of the group that would be excluded
0: yeah exactly you
1: don't really have to give a pass to necessarily
0: exactly i thought i thought that too from like my experience i was like oh you know sometimes they just they're not fully the vibe Right, that maybe the 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 central origin family was yeah, right. Yeah. But um, in the thirty percent range for boomers, in the fifty percent range for millennials, and then uh, above sixty percent for Gen Z, they would love to get rid. Of, I'm sorry, they would love to excuse a direct family member, such as a racist uncle, <laughs> as you brought up, such as um, a, a very Crypto enthusiastic cousin, mm. right, or or someone like that. It was actually a direct family member that they would like to excuse from the table.
1: Is it like family members, kind of like an uncle or a cousin, like outside of your direct kind of family unit? A lot of that's times? what it like mentioned. Mother, father, like
0: I don't, I didn't see sister. mother's, father's, brothers, sisters yeah. mentioned as much as it was like once removed blood family. Gotcha, gotcha.
1: That almost makes a little sense to me because you kind of grow up and you can like you're more used to people's antics in a lot of ways and so almost sometimes even though those relationships can be rough or Mm -hmm. like there are things you should look at and not necessarily excuse like sometimes your brain just kind of excuses it a little bit more than someone you don't come into contact with as much yeah that makes sense
0: yeah exactly and i think it's just you know Different strokes for different folks, and people would just prefer not the folks sometimes, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good rhyme. So I've, I found that really interesting. I I actually have some like very fond memories. Uh, this is maybe more of like tweenager yeah time period. But yeah. I remember going and visiting aunt and uncle and the cousins that you know uh, were with that aunt and uncle and just having a great time. That's over fun. over Thanksgiving there, but um, I think a lot of people find themselves in situations to where, um, one geographically it's tougher to get back. I mm-hmm. think we're very, as Americans we have the opportunity to be more mobile um, to go find like our life path, and we might not be anywhere near where the the Thanksgiving party is yeah. is happening there. Yeah, um, I think. Uh, generationally we might find ourselves at odds with certain uh lifestyles or you know viewpoints that are directional from other people that maybe aren't our age around around there as well not saying it's always the case but there's a propensity for it Mm -hmm. right
1: that makes sense
0: and so there's always that depiction and i think uh hollywood leans into it a lot there's always that depiction of just the the like anxiety ridden like family dinner and just all the personalities coming together right yes
1: and if you've been on tiktok in the last like week or two that is heavily featured at least on my algorithm of tiktok
0: <laughs> cuz i um i know it's not thanksgiving but uh the national lampoons christmas depicts this beautifully right it's this guy wants to hold on to christmas and all the christmas traditions and, like, disagreeable family just keeps showing up, and it doesn't stop him from wanting to do his Christmas, but it's just, like, these are not people that maybe they would have invited outside of their family. There's some level of obligation there to them. Yes, we'll welcome them, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But I found that interesting that uh, that theme existed, and it's not necessarily just, like, an over-exaggerated that gets served to us in entertainment. Yeah, that right? is
1: very interesting.
0: So, excluding people we disagree with. On top of that, okay. Um, help me understand your definition of what friends giving is.
1: Oh, adorableness! First of all, it's where your group of kind of like chosen family gets together. Usually, one person hosts, and provides like that turkey and then everyone else is in charge of bringing a side and it's usually a little bit drunker than your like home thanksgiving sometimes Um, depending
0: on who shows up and what's there yes
1: yeah but it's it's just a vibe you get to learn um i think when there's thanksgiving with families and it's a long-standing tradition right there's like very traditional foods um or foods that are very regular to your family and your family thanksgiving experience I love Can we pause? Can we yeah.
0: pause there? What is a unique Thanksgiving dish that ended up on your oh, family Thanksgiving table? So
1: I'm gonna. This this is this is a good one. So, um, Al Roker, are you familiar with who Al Roker is?
0: Uh, he's the friendly gentleman that does the weather this. on like. Good morning, America. morning couch. Maybe news, maybe not news. Yes,
1: he's he's wonderful, El Roker. He has a recipe um, for sweet potatoes that you guys can look it up. Um, I'm not gonna say the name of it on here because I I don't yeah
0: <laughs> don't agree with it
1: don't agree with it. But there's um, yeah, so he has a recipe out there, and it's like sweet potatoes, and then you mush them with crushed pineapple. And then you put, like, the regular sweet potato kind of toppings on it, like the uh, marshmallows and brown sugar, and you broil it. And it is so delicious and so that was a staple at my family's house that maybe was a little bit out of the ordinary my parents also made their homemade cranberry sauce every single year we have a cranberry i don't know if you know this we have a cranberry sauce maker upstairs it's like one of those old-fashioned cranky turny ones so I have we not, can
0: carry on the for, tradition. for someone that has helped you move multiple times and yes. our uh what is a single digit year existence together i have never seen this <laughs>
1: It's. I can show it to you later. I'll show you the hand. Yeah,
0: in three years, how many times have I helped you move, (laughs) and I haven't seen this yet. (laughs) A lot. (laughs) Interesting. Al Roker made it to your Thanksgiving table. Yes,
1: yes, he did. Him and his somebody's recipe, grandma's recipe.
0: Okay. How about you? So, uh, my my folks grew up in Central Michigan, Um, and I don't think that this dish is unique to. Central Michigan, as much as it is unique to like a restaurant that they frequented mm. uh, growing up, and I don't remember the name of the restaurant. They they mentioned it was uh, owned by this uh, really like boisterous French guy, and they went to school with his son. Fine, and they my only, my mom always tells me that he, he she took French with him, and he was always failing French.
1: Oh, that's so funny!
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, this French restaurant that was up there had something had a dish called peas and peanuts.
1: It sounds delightful.
0: It is exactly what you think it is.
1: Like fresh fresh spring peas and peanuts. And
0: Spanish peanuts and a effectively like a watered down, like sweet mayonnaise kind of sauce. This I was always so on intrigued. my Thanksgiving table <laughs> growing up. I would have a bite one bite. Well, I wasn't going to waste all the That's you know, true. all the plate space on that when That's stuffing true. could take that over. Oh, but. <laughs> right? But I think everyone might have like a unique like dish that might sit on that family table, right? That's tradition.
1: That's true. And, and growing up Mormon too. Um Mormons are colloquially known for their casseroles and, and jello.
0: jellos for some reason. I'd never and picked we up had on a that. Jello. You had Jello. We
1: had like red Jello that had squares of uh, cream cheese in it. Lost me. And then there was like little those little like mandarin oranges you got in a can. So gone. In there. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah.
0: Not here for that. Jello. At all. <laughs> Interesting. But back to Friendsgiving. <laughs> yeah. These are all things I would not take to a Friendsgiving. By the way.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Maybe for the bit. but. I think, like, that's a cool way you get to learn about your friends and kind of experience, like, a different part of their life before or maybe while they were your friends and bring things from their families into it. So, yeah, all here for Friendsgiving. I think it's adorable. And just a fun time to, like, hang out and have a nice dinner together, enjoy each other's company.
0: Yeah. Um, more and more uh, millennials are finding that Friendsgiving is their preferred method to celebrate thanksgiving over any other uh any other event that they could participate in mm. for that thanksgiving holiday
1: yeah
0: And so while friendsgiving typically happens a week before yeah. thanksgiving they're saying that in the article that i was reading uh and i'll have these posted they were talking about how people are replacing their um annual pilgrimage back Mm -hmm. to a familial home with friends giving instead
1: that makes a lot that that's that makes a lot of sense your friends are usually centrally located you're not traveling it can be a really like expensive time to travel to Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: like quite honestly like hanging out with people that you know for the most part you enjoy I can definitely see the appeal of that
0: that's exactly what was being talked about in the article. They were talking about how it's uh, significantly less, like, uh, anxiety-inducing. Yeah. And, you know, it just it, it creates a casual time with people that you're already comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And so it's very, very preferred, like, measurably preferred. Interesting. Um, if you don't feel that obligatory, like, pull back to a familial home. Yeah. And or if it's... Very inconvenient or too expensive. Uh we'll yeah, actually get into right. some of those here in just a little bit, right? Okay. But all here for Friendsgiving. Uh I have a Friendsgiving that we will attend. Uh we're going to do late this year. We're gonna go after the holiday instead. Okay. So fun time. Yeah, Friendsgiving. I'm I'm
1: Yeah. I think maybe um, Sarah, our friend Sarah that we had on a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um I remember I think it was a Friendsgiving. She might have hosted it. It might have been her friend Lexi that hosted it. I can't remember, but I do remember a Friendsgiving with her and it was it was a blast.
0: <laughs> okay. Next thing. Inflation. Yeah. Very real thing we're living through uh this year, probably last year right. as well. And inflation's always existed, just hasn't existed at this pace for quite some time, mm-hmm. right? And so uh, many people are feeling the the stress, the financial stress of things generally costing yeah. more. Um, if anyone grocery shops, you notice that just your regular things that you eat cost more, your bills a lot more. And it, Thanksgiving is not, ex- I'm sorry, the Thanksgiving staples are not excluded from, from this. And it's uh, causing a scenario where people are having to make alternative uh, menu choices to Thanksgiving. Um,
1: what's being excluded?
0: So turkey.
1: Okay, that makes to me so much sense because one, I'm sure turkey prices are crazy. And two, like what's, what's a common refrain we hear about Thanksgiving is like nobody really likes a turkey. It's kind of a dry, dry meat. So that makes a lot of sense that you're like, well, it's expensive. And maybe there are some parties here that don't really love it.
0: I think what there's a lot of staunch fans of turkey, but there's really no people that like stand in the middle. Right? Yeah, yeah. And when you're trying to celebrate, you often maybe get something bigger than mm. than you need. Yeah. You end up with a lot of, you know, turkey left over and you're paying quite a bit per pound. I couldn't find the average, but they said, you know, it's it's up somewhat significantly double digits uh over the last couple of years right yeah and so uh prior to the pandemic i found articles that you know what are millennials killing now i'm really kind of done i'm over that having read so many of those things (laughs) like i didn't know i was until i started reading but effectively they're like millennials are just getting rotisserie chicken sized birds because that better serves (laughs)
1: It makes so much sense.
0: Like their lifestyles, right? Yeah, yeah. And so um, there was something as uh, far-fetched, which probably is still very true. They were talking about Gen Z, definitely a little bit younger, maybe hasn't like got into the prime time of their earning potentials yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just replacing all traditional uh, menus with more like of a daily food staple like pizza or like something... Something else that's affordable, but where they can still celebrate the holiday there. And so, yeah, I mean, it's a lived experience we all have right now. Yeah. If you could replace any traditional staple of Thanksgiving food with something that you actually enjoy quite a bit, what do you think would fit there?
1: Oh, the turkey would be gone. Absolutely. Out the door. I don't even know if I'd replace it with anything. I'd just be like, sides only, baby. Yeah. Here we go. Mac and cheese. Just, Double up the mac and cheese.
0: Just bird-shaped mac and cheese.
1: Bird-shaped mac and cheese. <laughs> One of those like butter turkeys and lots of rolls.
0: <laughs> L- yeah, that would be you. Just <laughs> yeah. a, just a holiday of rolls. Mm, rolls. <laughs> yeah, but everyone, uh, I think, if anything, this this holiday year, as we go through all of these holidays that potentially prompt us to be uh, consumers, uh, just be careful. Go out with a plan. Maybe have a budget. Um, everyone's going to have a great time regardless if you get a rotisserie chicken or a 25 pound Turkey, right? Take care of yourselves out there. everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I think as Americans, we are, we're constantly prompted like people. Marketing is such Mm -hmm. that people really, really started to study like the human behavior and the American consumer. And a lot of us are, are, Often directly marketed to, yeah. and prompted to to spend money because that's what makes our economy go. Not telling you not to spend money, just it's expensive out there. Don't th- think about it. Right, take care of your take care of yourself. S- celebrate. Don't sit there and extend yourself. Is all I'm saying. It's a meal, everyone. Wise words. It's a meal. <laughs> okay. Speaking of meals, uh, we all know that millennials uh, as a generation cook less than any previous generation <laughs> yes. before. So how are we even qualified as maybe the people that like the mantle's <laughs> falling to maybe, yeah. maybe the traditional person that's cooking, uh, isn't capable, uh, unfortunately might not be here with mm-hmm. us anymore. All sorts of things like my, my edge of the generation that's in their late thirties, uh, might have to start taking on the like delivery of this entire like mm-hmm. shindig. Right. Yeah. yeah. But if we cook less and less, how are we doing that?
1: I don't know. That's so a good we went
0: to Costco today and I'm pretty sure everyone buys pre-made stuff or pre-manufactured, very easy to prep yep. kind of things. Yeah. Uh, but more and more we find ourselves in our generation going and seeing someone else cook. And, uh, and when I say that restaurants,
1: okay, great point. I wanted, I'm ready for this one. Okay. Oh, just go, just go. (laughs) Chris and producer Ace and I are, we're going to Colorado for Thanksgiving. Um, we're going to be staying in this cute little cabin and absolutely we were not about to cook a full meal in another house. Um, And Chris makes a beautiful Thanksgiving spread, like his cream corn is great, his mac and cheese is great, just everything is delicious. Um, But also, like, this is a vacation, nobody needs to be spending the time in the kitchen. So I was like, you know what, I bet we're going to be kind of close to Denver, I was like, I bet there's like a, a restaurant in Denver that we can pick up a Thanksgiving meal for. There were entire websites devoted to, like, here's 30 places in Denver where you can order in your meal of choice for Thanksgiving, Or here are restaurants that are open on Thanksgiving that you can go and have like a um, per person price for a meal. And I was like, heck yes, this is the future. This is, it's amazing.
0: I am not going to cook Thanksgiving meals ever again.
1: (laughs) No, please. I need your cream corn.
0: No, but for, um, in in all seriousness, as we cook less and less and potentially as... um, the generation maybe comes into uh its higher earning years not saying everyone's a higher earner but as it's uh they get into their careers uh higher earning years the focus that they have isn't necessarily uh that that makes you like a chef Mm -hmm. and makes you like capable of producing a eight course meal or something like that And so, as time has gone on, more and more restaurants have found that there is demand. out some national chains, but a lot more local Mm -hmm. restaurants have found that there is a large offtake of people who would prefer to actually uh, just come to a restaurant. And so, like, from what is a tight menu, usually it's like, this is our Thanksgiving meal. Mm -hmm. And it's these uh, selections down and through. And so, I've been out. Uh, really nice and not so nice uh, restaurants for Thanksgiving I always have a pretty dang good time yeah. I think the only downside to that is the cost is maybe a little bit more expensive depending on what's had where it's had etc it, the leftover like you volumes are very very low when you go out to eat
1: you do love a good Thanksgiving leftover
0: Oh, I could live off of it for <laughs> quite a long time right
1: good because i accidentally ordered double the food that we needed we will talk about that in another
0: episode (laughs) but i think uh for all those people out there if you want to celebrate and if you don't want to just exert yourself i know when i cook a meal i often go way beyond where i ever should for the few people that i cook for and i'm cooking for two days right (laughs) i'm just on my feet cooking for for two days and by the time it's time to eat i don't even want to eat i'm just done <laughs> but uh at, at the low end of it like for all of those who have a cracker barrel available to them i feel like they're kind of like dairy queens they're a little they're they're everywhere <laughs> cracker barrel a fine tennessee establishment you know not too far <laughs> from where i grew up fabulous country meal pretty dang good Um, And then you can go as much uh, uh, producer Ace and I and uh, took our grandmother out one year. We went up to uh, snowbird, went to a resort and did the food up there. It was fabulous. Great time up there as well. Sounds lovely. Yeah. So going out more and more and or finding like very catered. We did all of it for you as long as you have a microwave or oven. Yep. You can bring it, have it warm and, and serve there oh. for a lot of people. It takes a lot of hassle out of it.
1: There's even our local grocery store here is advertising that they'll make your meal for you.
0: Yeah, yeah. very much so. Just just prepped yep. there. I, I think there's with inflation, you know, there's definitely a price to pay for people, you know, taking care of all of this for you. Right. But uh, potentially cooking is not, you know, worth the like squeeze of juice that you get out of it oftentimes yeah, when it comes to that.
1: Unless it's Chris's food, and then it's absolutely worth, worth that squeeze. It makes him dang good food.
0: Okay. And the last item on the punch list to talk about millennials and Thanksgiving. And this is potentially where it irks other pre- previous generations. Okay. Um, to some extent, millennials are actually just taking the, the the holiday that they don't have to work, and they're just planning vacation travel with it no destination uh, no destination to like go back to any family mm-hmm. no plan to celebrate the holiday no plan to have a meal or anything like that it's yeah. just like cool this is a break from work yeah. and i'm gonna go take advantage of it i found that really interesting mm-hmm. that Did it you? just doesn't sit there and be like okay i mean i i I'll even have like a tiny little meal or something like that. They're like, "Mm mm, we're not working, and we take this time from not working very seriously. And we're gonna go take care of ourselves." Interesting, right? Yeah, but I think we might find ourselves outside of like an off take of a meal mm-hmm. to to recognize that it is the holiday. We're like, hey, it's it's time off for work. What it's what true. can we do? Where can we go?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's true, and for like a lot of years, my Thanksgiving was stopped by my parents' house, Like maybe have a meal, maybe have like a, a lunch so, with like, them,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then go to the beach because people were spending time with their families, or at Black Friday stuff, they weren't at the beach, and I was like, heck yeah, surfing to myself. <laughs> it was great. So I totally understand that, and with the built-in days off that's often, and usually a slower week leading up to it, I absolutely understand that. Yeah, it makes a lot of
0: sense. Didn't cross my mind until I read about it, and then yeah. to your point, it makes so much sense, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. depending on what occupation you're in, you just might not get time away, right? And this is just built into a calendar for a large majority of uh, folks here working in the United States. There are still certain professions that work, and we recognize that. Yep. We appreciate we those people in those professions that don't get. Traditional time or traditional holidays off. We really do. Exactly. Thank you, nurses. But yeah, I think more and more as time goes on, as generations like evolve and grow up through the American experience, we find less and less of the traditional offtake and more and more of folks figuring out what their path is and what they want to do with uh, a Thanksgiving-style event, right?
1: Yeah. That's kind of cool. It does kind of lend to our, like, continued discussion about, like, authenticity and maybe, um, not off-take, like, bucking tradition a little bit. Yeah. And and finding what's authentic. Yeah.
0: And finding what, like, makes most sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Fun.
0: Yeah, that was, that was it. I, like I said, I could have gone down a path that was like really dark and but like true of like what the true Thanksgiving, yep. where pilgrims came from. Yes. Didn't want to do that. Uh, definitely want to make sure that people have something to like listen to. It's light. It's fun. And know that we're sitting there talking about how we've experienced it ourselves.
1: Yeah, I love it. Chris, what is one Thanksgiving food you don't ever want to give up?
0: I never want to give up. Mm-hmm. It's stuffing. Like, I don't know what it is about <laughs> stuffing. It's, I mean, depending on who cooked it or what it is, I'll tell you all the reasons why I shouldn't like it, but I can't get away from it. Um, it's like, it's wet bread. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. It's, it's, it's often salty. Um. Like sometimes they just put stuff in it that you really didn't want in the first place. And then people are trying to be fancy, but like, I'm as simple like there there's there's basic for for the majority. I know that we have a large women uh, population that that live here. There's basic and then there's simple. I am a simple person. Right. (laughs) And I would just be happy with a dump of stovetop stuffing into a boiling pot of water. That is good for me. (laughs) And it only gets better from there. (laughs) We love it. So way large. A big stuffing fan. (laughs) You didn't if you missed it. How about you, Gigi?
1: I've grown very fond of your cream corn in the last few years. I think that's one thing I don't want to lose.
0: I will take you to the place that I ripped the recipe off the internet.
1: A gas station in Texas. I'm so excited.
0: Absolutely. We will go. I will take you there and you'll be like, Chris, novel try. This is way better. (laughs) No, your corn is so good. But to everyone out there, thank you again. Uh, We'd love celebrating with you. We love everyone being a part of our community, have a safe, wonderful boundary (laughs) holiday, however you can find your happiness through this holiday season. We wish you to walk that path and hope that you can have as good a time as you can. And for those people who, um, maybe, you know, fullness of happiness. Is not the outcome we're here for you? We understand it's not always sunshine and, and, and rainbows out there. But uh, we definitely love you being part of a community, and we're here to support you. We
1: really, really do. I echo everything Chris said. Thanks, everyone.
0: So if anyone wants to reach out, if anyone wants to tell us where... Uh, Who that family member is that they might want to excuse from the dinner table. Give us the
1: juice. Yeah, We'll
0: we'll take great stories and if we get some stories uh, with permission, of course, we'll uh, share some of those uh, if possible. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? What's the worst thing that anyone's ever brought to Thanksgiving? (laughs) Like, give us the dirt. Give us the juice. Let us have fun with you. We'd love to participate there. Where can people find us, Jeej?
1: Mind the Millennial Gap at Instagram. Mind the Millennial Gap pod on TikTok, tock mind the millennial gap at gmail.com mind the millennial gap on twitch and mind the millennial gap at youtube that's right youtube
0: absolutely awesome. so happy thanksgiving
1: happy thanksgiving happy everyone. time
0: away if you do get time away yes happy not celebrating thanksgiving yes. choose your path be happy everyone we'll see you next week
1: love you bye, bye. <laughs>